You're listening to the Northland Sports Page, brought to you each and every week by the OG Roll Architecture Studio. Also, Hoops Brewing, OAR Holdings of Duluth, Justin May, our realtor at Messina and Associates, Krause Heating and Cooling, your carrier of carrier and your HVAC authorized dealer, Advantage Emblem and Screen Printing, Sammy's Pizza, the Blackwoods Group with locations at London Road, Proctor Two Harbors, also Blackwater and Tavern on the Hill, Avenue 45, Route Royal Bottle Shop, Stewart's Bike Sports and Trophies, Famous Dave's, Kohler Toyota, and Kohler Hyundai. We're living on the edge here, too, as we start hour number two on the Northland Sports page. Brian Prudhomme, Steve Potosha in studio. Nah, we're not really living on the edge. I just did that because I'm still pumped that I've got Aerosmith tickets for the show at the X in November with the Black Crows. Some people have shared my excitement. Other people have said, you're crazy. They're 105 years old. I hope you enjoy it. Well, second part of that sentence, I hope I do, too. I hope that ticket is worth it. I've wanted to see Aerosmith for about 30 of my 44 years, so... Pardon my excitement. I got to see him down at TC Summer Jam a couple summers ago. Nice. Uh, Chris Hockey's deal down at Canterbury. And I mean, it was a great show. It was fun. Chris Hockey uh, and Rocket Club were here this week, too, at the West Theater. Yeah, it sounded like that was a good show, too. Sold out. So, yeah, Aerosmith, what the heck? That's that's uh, rock and roll history right, right there. You should go check them out. Absolutely. And if there's one thing I wish I did a lot more of, and I may do it tonight, speaking of another one of our sponsors, the Blackwoods Group, Blackwater's part of it. One thing I wish I did a lot more of was see live music. And there's also a chance to do that at Blackwater tonight with part of Laura Velvet. They call themselves the the Velvet Lounge Act. Basically, it's the two female lead singers that we've enjoyed a lot. Oh, and they're dynamite, too. So, yeah, you should really go check them out if you get the opportunity. You know, anything you can do with Blackwoods and Blackwater and Tavern, I mean, it's always first Brunch, class. Brunch, man, I'm going right after this show. Yeah, I mean, you keep talking about it, and I'm jealous. I wish I was going with you. I am just kind of rubbing it in slowly but yeah, surely. Yeah, yeah. So everything's better live, music included. Dave Hoops live on the phone with us is always a good time, too. Let's start there. This is off the... But Dave Hoops, the best live musical act you've ever witnessed. Good morning. Did we lose Dave And we Hoops? lost him. I've got to oh, try no. to give him a call back again. All right, so I'm going to pose the same question to Steve Potosha really quickly. The best live act that you've ever seen. Wow. Um, the best live act that I've ever seen. That's That's... That's you know this is you're gonna get a kick out of this because it's uh, I think you're gonna say Laura Velvet at hoops. It was also it was also at TC Summer Jam, and it is not someone that I would typically listen to. And I was shocked how much I loved it when I was there. But the energy, the excitement, the performance, everything about it, and I only knew one song, Pitbull. Really, it was a blast. It was an absolute blast. See, I think that would be awesome, but I would know a lot more than one song. I'm kind of into his stuff. Sure, and it, it was, uh, you know, the the whole stage, the dancers, the 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 production value. The, the it was it was a positive like vibe the whole show. Like it was it was really it was a lot of fun. I told my wife that, and she kind of snickered at me like, "Come on, really?" And uh, honest to God, it was it was a, it was a lot of fun. Hey, that's all right. One of my favorites was Diamond Rio, and I am far from a country fan, but I saw them in Duluth back when I was a DJ at a country station on the radio and got some comps, so I went because I could go and really enjoyed myself. So talk about positive vibes. I believe we've got the positive vibe of having Dave Hoops back connected on the phone. Topher Davis chiming in that his favorite live act was Rush. I'm not going to rush out and see them, but I'm not surprised that he said that. And Dave Hoops, we're doing a little off the cuff here. Not sure where you lost us, but we've got you back, I think. But again, we're trying to figure out what was the best musical act that you've seen, and I think we just lost him again. Dave Hoops... Uh, we had wonderful conversations with him during the break, and now when the time comes, we can't seem to find him. Yeah, that's that's unfortunate because Dave's the best talk there is out there. He's, and I and I really want to hear who his best or who who the most exciting musical actor what what his favorite show was because I know he's had had to have seen quite a few of them, especially all his time he spent out in the Bay Area. 
uh, in the music scene out there. I was going to say, he's probably seen the most. Oh, my gosh. I and he told us during his Nashville trip that was beer-related, he was probably most excited about watching the crowds that Taylor Swift was producing. So live music is always part of what he's doing. Hopefully getting him connected on the phone is part of what we're doing now. We're going to try this again. Third time can be the charm. Dave, oops, we started ad-libbing about best live musical performances we've witnessed. We hope we get any kind of performance out of you. Are you there? Can you hear us? And who's your favorite live musical act you've witnessed? Good morning. Yes, I am. Sorry, it disconnected. Yeah, so we, had a, wonderful, we had a wonderful conversation during the break, and then we lost you twice. Murphy's Law at its finest. Good morning. Oh, good morning, guys. Um, yeah, um, you know, my uh, uh, my favorite concert uh, is certainly, well, I, I guess I would have to say uh, one of the many boss concerts I saw, but really my most favorite concert ever, Neil Young lived in the Bay Area. And before he would go on big tours, he used to do warm-up shows at little small clubs. Um, and I got to see a number of those where I saw Neil Young in a size, like a bar like the size of the Reef. Um, that was that's that's for me kind of the pinnacle of it all. Right. That sounds pretty neat because it's one of those things that maybe wasn't expected or wasn't expected to be that great because when you do something impromptu or if it's a smaller venue like that versus, you know, I am going to finally see Aerosmith, but it's at the X, big stadium venue. Lots of other people are going to experience that. I'm excited because I've never seen them and wanted to. I'll pose that question. Who's somebody you couldn't see live or never did and wish you could? Oh, that's a great question. And it's really easy for me because it's my whole life I felt like this. I got to see almost everybody from the Stones. Obviously, the Beatles, no. But it's Bob Marley for me, um, hands down. And that would, that's the one concert that if I could wish one, I would have gone to for sure. Boy, that's a that that's a great one. It's tough. It's tough yeah. to top that one. Mine's going to be completely Minnesotan, and I don't think I realized it till he passed away. But I one hundred times wish I would have seen Prince live. Oh yeah, that's a good one. Um, I wish I would have seen Johnny Cash live. Yeah, that would have been that's uh, a great that one. Would have been a show I would have liked to have seen. And of course, you can go down the legend list just to say you did. I mean, Dave, you mentioned the Beatles. Of course, I wish I could have seen that. Elvis. I'm not even that big of a fan of a lot of Elvis music, but seeing him sounded like a spectacle in its own right. Yeah, that would be a good one as well. All right, so Dave, oops, we can segue off that a little bit because one of the highlights of your trip to Nashville, although yours was beer-related, was just witnessing the masses shell out to see Taylor Swift. Yeah, I have to say, you know, I told you guys last week, I, I, the positivity and just the overall joy in the in the air was impressive. I, I, I don't know that I even had ever heard a song of hers, but I certainly did. That well, weekend, how you avoided that, my- I'm almost impressed by. Go ahead. <laughs> Well, I didn't care, but I got to <laughs> tell you guys, um, I am really impressed. And it's all over the Internet and stuff. But on Sunday night, we had a full on typhoon, the monsoon, the whole deal. Two inches plus. You guys may or may not have heard about this. They, oh, yeah. they shut everything down for lightning. And I think a lot of artists would have packed it up. This lady uh, spent four hours waiting and it's you, you should look it up. She went on stage four hours late. Played her whole whole gig until four in the morning. I'm sorry, two in the morning in sideways rain. Right. It's, it's really impressive. No, Steve, yeah. the reason I know this is because one of our favorite bartenders at a place that sponsors our fantasy football league, Daniela Cricket Point, to say that she's a Swifty is the understatement of the decade. She's gone to numbers of these that are off the charts, including that show in the pseudo typhoon in the Nashville area. She had a TikTok of it. It was very impressive. Yeah, I, I think, you know, you don't have to necessarily love Taylor Swift's music, right. but what the stories of what she does for her fans and how she treats her fans and looks out for her fans, I mean, it's as good as it gets in the entertainment business, so I think you got to respect that for sure. 
right, and to tie it back into sports, because believe it or not, despite this segment, we are indeed a sports show. But I think people of, of fame, whether it be athletes or musicians, what have you, can learn a lot from that. You know, the way you treat fans is, is so important. Hopefully some athletes take note. Now, I don't have, you know, great examples of who was a jerk or who was genuine. We could probably have that as a topic someday. But I hope that in today's society, we learn something, believe it or not, from Taylor Swift. There's probably some owners that could uh, learn from uh, that. There's that. There's a few of those, maybe even in this state. But we'll figure that out at a later date. So, Dave Hoops, we opened the show, and obviously you're opening our number two here. And I know you've been chomping at the bit to probably give your take on either what we said or have your own unique opinion. But we went week by week with the Vikings. Your thoughts? Uh, I think that you guys did a a really good job. Um, I tend to probably agree strongly with a lot of things that Steve said, except for I'm not going to pick those because I have an optimism problem. Um, although I think he's correct. Um, so maybe you I'm side a, with I, me because I gave him 10 wins. Dave and Steve said nine. I'm aware of that. I gave them 12. Wow. All surprise, right. Right. All right. Yeah. I'll just, I'll just tell you the losses to keep. That's actually one good. less than I thought you'd have Dave. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks buddy. Um, I've got them losing to the Eagles, to the chargers, to um, uh, the Broncos and to the Bengals. Um, and what's the other one? Uh, oh, to the Saints. Wow. So that's where I'm at. Saints yeah. in Minneapolis march in and win that one. That'll be different. But you've got them performing incredibly in the division then. They should be in good shape. Yep, yep. They're not going to lose much in the division. And I um, I don't like them losing to the Chargers, but I just, you know, I've got a thing for young Herbert. You sure too, do. So what can I say? Yeah, I, what can I say? I actually kind of hope you get the number one pick in our fantasy league next year because it wouldn't shock me if somehow it's Herbert. It shouldn't be, but it wouldn't shock me if you got it. So, so Dave, hey. Dave, with your your is this is this all about your positivity towards the Vikings, or are you not a believer in what the Lions have done? I'm not a believer in the Lions, not even a little. Um, although everybody else is, so that's going to be fun for me to watch. And you know, I'm always wrong, but I'm happy to you know make predictions. I'm good at it, and I'm running good on fantasy. So maybe that will segue. I don't know. We'll right, see. you're never wrong. I don't know what you're talking about. You're always right with these <laughs> silly things. <laughs> well, and I think the key is, and it's ironic for the guy of the three of us that has the worst balance overall, but the key of it is keeping balance because you're right, Dave Hoops, the masses are all over the Lions bandwagon and you've just kind of shunned it. I'm not going to do either of those. There's no question to me that the Lions are getting better and probably getting better at a quicker rate than the rest of the division, but they had a long way to go. So I think the Lions will be good, but I'm not ready to declare them division winners or even division favorites at this point in a year from now, probably. Yeah. If they finish 500, I think that's a big success. Now I hope Topher's listening because I am on El Bronco's bandwagon hard. Everybody, everybody picked the Vikings to lose that game in Denver, including everybody who's spoken today. Why Denver's not very good. Is there something about going there that is just, you know, exponentially difficult that we can't handle? Well, I don't think they've had a very good good history there either and it's the mile high but it's not uh, much of one i mean how many times they played there yeah well you guys are both right but you know it's it's you know i said this last week you know i i like the hurricanes and there's reasons for that i like the broncos and there's reasons for that so since i like them they're gonna win let me ask you this because i know that tofer davis likes the broncos i know that dave hoops like the broncos and must be getting serious because steve just put his vikings hat back on 
But <laughs> I have to ask, with your like of the Broncos, and I understand what it's like to like a team from the beginning and just stick with it. I've done it with the Boston Celtics. I've done it with every Minnesota team there is. But to me, the Denver Broncos have gotten less likable with Russell Wilson, and then I'll use the word exponentially again, less likable with Sean Payton. With those two in the mix, you still like this team as much as you used to? Just loyalty there? Well, yeah, it's like when Reeves came to the wild. You know, you have to, if you're a wild fan. That's actually a good comparison. Yeah. Well, you know how it is. I mean, you know, we had to band. My brother-in-law can't handle it. Go ahead. Well, it's just how it is. You've got to like kind of uh, jerks if they're on your team. Those are the rules. We all did it when Favre showed up here. I know how it goes. Oh, I love that. That made me so happy. That was great. <laughs> and and isn't isn't Sean Payton just kind of the anti-Vike? Like he no matter where he is, he is the anti-Vike. So You put Vike on the end of it. I was gonna put a different word on the end of it. <laughs> so I think just him being there, there's a little bit of uh I don't I don't know what you'd call it, but it's it's not in our favor, I will tell you that. Well, and the Kirk and primetime narrative will be worn to a halt, hopefully, because he silences them, but the Vikings play five times in primetime. So we're gonna hear that over and over and over. It's gonna be like the Ferris Bueller nine times, except for it's gonna be five. It's gonna get very tiresome, but he's gonna have to prove otherwise. Yeah, and you know, it's it's like it's like Daryl Sutter. He he's you know, he's like Rand. He is a wicked coach that's going to be his way or the highway. Well, you know, Sean Payton's a young version of these old grudgy guys, and, you know, that's just how he is. He's going to perform. He's going to improve Russell Wilson. I don't know why we're talking about the Broncos so much. I'll stop. Well, it's because we're catering to our audience, Mr. Dave Hoops of Hoops Brewing. And this all started with you saying, you know, I pull for the Canes for obvious reasons. So let's go that route because we're just kind of doing the Dave Hoops recap of our one. We went through segment one with the Vikings schedule stuff. Segment two, we talked about the hockey playoffs, Carolina and Florida moving on. Western Conference to be determined. Leaders are Dallas and Vegas in their respective series. Where is this going to go, and are you enjoying the Stanley Cup playoffs? Because it's been pretty good. Oh, thank you for that question. I'm enjoying the heck out of the Stanley Cup playoffs. It's so great. Finn just got home from college. We're watching nothing but hockey, and he's going to go visit Daisy next week, which is a bummer he'll be gone, but that's a side note. It's cool. But we're watching all the time, and you know, Steve, I'm sorry. I, there's one Dallas star that matters to me, and everybody knows who that is. The rest of them. Mr. Pavelski. Take, yes, they, they can take a leap. So, Seattle, <laughs> what a great story. What a great story. It's impossible, but let's say seven. Seattle pulls it out. It's going to be great. That'd and then be cool. The oil's going to – everybody would enjoy it. The oil's going to come back as well, and then and it's going to be – well, I picked it at the beginning, Oilers versus the Canes. I'll be wrong, but I'm really loving this. But you and, say that, but then they stick around long enough. I mean, you picked it at the beginning, and they're still alive. Look at your NCAA men's basketball tournament. You picked UConn, and everybody kind of snickered. Well, guess what? Guess Nobody's who won the thing? Nobody's picked UConn since, like, 1998. Right, I was going to say, Khalid el and Jake Voskul and Richard Hamilton were my favorites, but you stuck with it, and look what it did for you. Well, you know, I, I wish I knew the lottery numbers, but yeah, I, I you know, I, I, I ride my horses and I don't really care if I, if they, I get bucked off. It's fine. Now you said you bucked know, so. for the record. That's also the nickname of Byron Buxton, not to be confused with Bungston. If you listen to me in the first hour, but you mentioned knowing the lottery numbers. Now there's a reason you can't know them, Dave Hoops, because the Chicago Blackhawks already did. I have to know your thoughts on, on the NHL lottery outcome that you oh. predicted as well months ago. Oh, thank you for giving me that. I am really impressed. I think Batman's a weasel. I don't know the man personally, so I, I shouldn't I shouldn't disparage him. But uh, I like how the NHL was like, we don't care. We're gonna cheat. We're gonna do it the way we want. 
It doesn't make any difference what you fans say. I mean, you got it. They're like Trump. They, they're just going to stand up and just say it, whatever it is. Wait, does, that does, like that mean Gary, does that it. mean Gary Bettman's going to get a town hall on CNN next? <laughs> and, and I don't know about disparaging Mr. Bettman, but I know there are some weasels that are certainly going to tweet you negatively now for comparing them to him. That's, fair. That's disrespectful I, right. to weasels. right. <laughs> But you guys, I mean, every we all knew this was going to happen. You know, they didn't even have the, the guts to give it to Montreal. They We all knew it would be that. What they didn't do is take away the Sharks' fourth pick, which I'm grateful, to be honest. Yeah. I'm pleased with that, and I figured they would. Um, so I, I laughed, and I'm really glad that he's not in Anaheim. That would be bad. Anaheim's improving. And, and I already had to watch Timo all those years, who I loved. Right. Play for the wrong team. So I'm fine with this. And, you know, and it's better. I don't want Columbus. I mean, that would have been bad for everybody. So in a weird way, yeah, they cheated blatantly. And I guess I'm okay with it. Right. We all there just noticed and shrugged our shoulders, gave the collective eye roll, and life goes on. He really doesn't want him in Anaheim, not because he is afraid that he's going to get lost there. He doesn't want him to have to play against the Sharks right. all year. Is There's a method to his madness really each and every about. time. Dave Hoops, I got to ask you this, though. I want to have some fun with maybe over-optimistic views, but we talked about, Steve joked about people tweeting at you. I saw something on Twitter last night that is pure fantasy land, but it raised an eyebrow for me, and I would love it, and we'll see if mathematically it could even work out. But Dreisaitl could be a free agent the same year that Bill Guerin's salary cap hell from the Suter Parisi buyouts basically ends. Uh, perfect fit in my world, or is he too old by then? What do you think? Um, I think that would be a perfect fit. I think it would be really, really, really cool. I think that uh, Minnesota fans have far too much time on their hands for obvious well, reasons. Well, because it's the playoffs. We're not doing anything. <laughs> yeah, they don't have any money on their hands, unfortunately. Right, right. But that's a fun thing to think about. It's just, you know, Finn is crazy about the Oilers for lots of reasons. And I so I he I listen to this all the time. But it's remarkable, that talent level. And, you know, Drysaddle was a third overall pick. So we have to remember, I think Steve would agree, well, you both would agree, the first four picks or maybe five in this year's draft are, are top-shelf level Contributors, on, yep. paper, on paper, right? So this may be a big draft, and we may have, like, we'll be seeing a lot down the road here. I'm kind of curious where Eric Carlson will be playing. You, nobody else cares, but I'm watching that. There's a lot going on. You know? I think Dreisaitl may be the best player in the NHL this year. So whether that's the case in three years, uh, I guess we'll see. But wouldn't that be another Minnesota as an adjective idea? Oh, yeah, though, we that, get him at hey, the we end. got this guy, but we should have had him three, four years ago when he was truly in his prime. It's hundred percent. All right. But speaking of in their prime to me, hoops brewing always is there. Talk to me a little bit about the local results of the big thing in Nashville. Okay. Well, so this is kind of fun. You guys, we judged 10,200 beers, all of us. It was about 280 judges. Um, obviously, we didn't drink them all. We it was a group activity. Sorry, I had some friends in high school um, that probably would have. Yeah, so there were um, about a little about 280 medals given. So you can do the math. It's a very very low percentage win. It's called the Olympics of beer. The official term is the World Cup of beer. And um, our a local brewery, which I have a lot of love for, Ursa Minor, won a gold medal. This is a big deal. Nice. Their Irish red. So. Um, I, Ben was there, their owner, and I was chilling with him a little bit and he's a very great guy. So, um, lots of kudos right there. I think only two Minnesota breweries won medals. Uh, California was just on fire. They won like 40 or something like that, but it was a great experience. I judged with predominantly out of non-U.S. judges and, um, 
it was uh, really nice to see old friends and um, it was just, it was a great experience. Sounds awesome. Steve, he called it the Olympics of beer. What I want to see is the parade of nations, but after 10,000 beers, I think they'd be walking a lot like I do. I want to see if the parade route goes to every side of the street possible. <laughs> that, would, that would be awesome. And it's, it's great to see a local company and a local pl- place getting recognized worldwide like that that's that's amazing you know i mean i just i just love hearing the duluth getting recognized like that that's and leave awesome. it to dave hoops to recognize local but not himself that's the kind of guy he is but hoops brewing deserves recognition as well because it was all over twitter yesterday that 500th batch man it's here congratulations oh thank you it you know it's really fun because um i'm the only one of two breweries in the state of minnesota that makes german hefeweizen year-round each and every day um, because most breweries use it as a summer beer. Um, I believe in it, love it. It's oddly enough, the very first batch of beer we ever made at Hoops. I got to judge the gold medal, I can say that now, for that category in, in Nashville, which was a wonderful honor. And we brewed our 500 batch of beer. And we like to joke because it's 1,200-year-old beer, and it's hazy. You know, it's it's unfiltered Hefeweizen. It right. is the original hazy beer, not the stuff we're drinking today. So... I'm not 1,200 years old, but I behave a lot like it. So that's the You're deal. an old soul, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So we're excited about that. Thanks for mentioning it. Not a problem. So to close, what else is available at the brewery for those that may not want to sample the 500th batch, but I think for milestone's sake, you probably should. But what else is available beer-wise? And then, of course, I love to give the weekly rundown. Monday night trivia, Tuesday night cribbage, Wednesday night ping pong, Thursday night is the vinyl party. Did I get everything? You certainly did, and I'm actually spinning. I told you that one coming yeah. up in these weeks. Tell me when that is. I um, want to be there. Well, I don't know yet. I'll tell you on the air when we figure out. Oh, I'll text you. But And then a um, couple cool things. We're getting the uh, beer garden set up here end of the month or certainly first week of, of June. Beautiful. That'll be out. Potential show location. We're, yep, and then we have our Hoopla, our sixth anniversary, uh, the last Saturday in June. Big deal. Um, fruit beer, strawberry, hefeweizen, raspberry, Okay, and then I'm doing a whole series of pale ales because they're underappreciated in our markets. So lots of fun pale ales and lots of fun warm weather. Boom. Sounds amazing. Dave Hoops, we want to make sure that you are never underappreciated. We'll give you the gold medal of weekly appearances here on the Northland Sports page. I know you can't hear it, but we are bumping you out intentionally with Rock You Like a Hurricane. Good luck to Carolina. Enjoy the rest of the playoffs. We'll talk to you next Saturday. Bye, Dave. Thanks, Brian. Bye, Steve. Thanks. Have a good day, you guys. Absolutely. You as well. That's our guy, Dave Hoops. Head on down to Hoops Brewing. 500th batch of beer. Great milestone for them. Up next, we buy or sell. Maybe, maybe not with Justin May. He says he's available, but reception isn't the best. Kind of been the story of the day. We'll see what happens when we come back. Brian Prudhomme, Steve Patosha, we know you can hear us. Stick around. We'll be right back. Back here on the Northland Sports page. Welcome to our house in the Holiday Center downtown Duluth. Brian Prudhomme, Steve Patosha. Dave Cook was with us to open hour number one today. He is once again traveling for the second weekend in a row. But we appreciate him making time for us. Doubly appreciative of Justin May doing the same thing. He's going to give the show a little international flavor today because Justin May is traveling. He's our realtor at Messina & Associates. Call him for all your buying and selling needs at 218-310-9559. Yes, I have that memorized, good or bad, but more home buyers should as well. But Justin May traveling as we speak, and you have made your way to Canada. Good morning, sir. Morning, fellas. Um, I don't know how to turn on the roaming feature in my phone, so I haven't got to listen to any of the the show so far today. I can't get any of my apps to work up here. I don't know what I'm doing wrong. I'm a pretty 
technology illiterate if all my systems aren't working correctly. Oh, That's well, all then right. you, you only miss that the uh, Twins have decided to end their organization's history. Uh, football season is canceled, and uh, the Oilers won the Stanley Cup. So you didn't wow. miss much. Now, if he would have said the Maple Leafs, that's when you know it would have been a uh, dream scenario or nightmare scenario or something at least untrue. But in terms of the show, basically what we did in segment number one is the NFL schedule release was this week. We gave our Vikings predictions. Here's how they went so far, and then we'll go to you. Dave Hoops gave them 12 wins. I gave them 10. Steve and Dave Cook, Steve Petosha, Dave Cook, gave them nine each. I think you're all in the ball, ballpark. I have no clue to tell you, to be honest with you. I I didn't even look at the schedule yet because I haven't really had time. Fortunately, the real estate business is picking up, and um, since Thursday I've been on the run doing work things, including this trip. So it's, uh, it's a good thing to be busy. It absolutely is. Now tell me the driving force behind that because you know the way my questioning goes. I'm going to say, well, Justin, for the 18th week in a row, it's got to be the weather. Well, Okay, we had one beautiful day this week. Is there something else driving things right now? Yeah, it is the weather, and it's the, you know, the window. It it takes approximately 45 days on a good transaction to close a real estate uh, transaction. So they're looking 45, 60, 90 days out now going, okay, we're in the prime of when it's awesome to make this transition and to move, and we know we won't have to deal with any weather-related um, terrorism, so to speak. So, yeah, it does. It, it, you you harp on it and you feel bad about it, but it's not your fault, Brian. It's where we live. We talk about that all the time as well. It's just more about where we're at than anything, and we have to make hay in May, June, July, and August because that's when people will make the transition. Absolutely. That is the icebreaker of conversation. I work for a company that – Majority of my teammates or coworkers are elsewhere in the nation compared to me, and I open almost every conversation talking about my weather, and they don't. It's very akin to where we live, no doubt. It's how we survive. It's why we love it here. You know, best place in the in the world to play golf for four months. For four months, I was going to say four days, but I like your optimism. <laughs> I want to ask you a question that might be a little difficult, so I'm going to apologize in advance because it's very much a ten thousand foot view. But hear me out. So in sports, there are a lot of new age things and we talk about no matter the sport, the game has changed, the era has changed. We don't look at that anymore. We look at this instead. I look at baseball as the prime example. You know, I get into arguments all the time of people harp on people's batting averages. And yes, the Twins offense is downright offensive right now. It's been so bad. But I still measure a hitter now by OPS versus batting average where 20, 30 years ago, I don't think it existed, much less was it heard of as a critical stat for a player. Where I'm going with this, is there something recently in the housing world that we don't look for feature X anymore? We're hoping that we have feature Y. Is there something in houses that has become a must that maybe wasn't a short time ago? I think that's a pretty generational question. Okay. And I think your cell phone just said international be damned. It, it said goodbye to you whether you intended or not. I'm going to give you one more shot here. Can you still hear us at all? Because we got about every fifth syllable there. Yep, I'm back. All right. I can hear you perfectly. Yes, same for you. Go ahead. You said it was generational, okay. and, then, and then technology got in the way. Go ahead. I think it's very generational with technology and the improvements that people are making to new houses and those improvements now transitioning into some of the older houses as well with being able to control your mechanicals 
through your cell phone and having all the technology with your ring um, doorbells and cameras and all that. That was something pretty new for me when I first got in three years ago was you got to be careful what you're saying when you're with buyers and sellers because people could be recording every single thing you're talking about. And there's a lot of ethical things that go into the business. So you got to be doubly careful. That has been a change, and it wouldn't be a segment if you didn't work mechanicals in there. I'll tell you what, you helped us get Krause Heating and Cooling. they got to be thrilled every time you take to the air with us because whether or not you're literally tooting their horn, you basically are. I, I, I was tooting their horn before they tooted our horn, so you know I'm passionate about it, and I think it's that important. It's just that the Krause team came on board with us and said, hey, this is easy. He's doing it. Why not just sponsor him? Right. All you got to do is spend about eight seconds with Bill Krause, and uh, you'll you'll absolutely love the guy. He's one of the best people on the face of the earth, and uh, it's great he's a sponsor, too. I was going to say, I 100% agree with that. The only thing that I would edit in that statement is you can't spend only eight seconds with Bill Krause. Because that you is en- true. You enjoy it so much. This isn't an indictment on him at all. A lot of us are chatty. I thankfully get paid for it. But you can't spend eight seconds with him because you get so engrossed in being in a conversation with him that you don't want to let it go. Absolutely. He's one of the best. I love the man. And I love talking to him. I love that Justin may got him involved with us and Justin, we love talking to you as well. One of our favorite things to do with you, obviously on a weekly basis is play buy or sell. Anybody who's new to the game, it goes like this. First of all, where were you? Second of all, it goes like this. I give a statement for each of the four major leagues, MLB, NBA, NHL, NFL. If you agree with what I'm saying, You say buy, and you tell me why. If you disagree with what I'm saying, you say sell, and you tell me why. Justin May's responsibility, our first to give his dynamite opinion, actually second, because first he's got to tell us what order we want to play in today. Don't tell me that's when his cell phone cuts out. (laughs) I I can tell you what he said, though. He said, let's go and get it out of the way. Let's go to the NBA. With my favorite, the NBA. (laughs) Now, let's test real quick. Justin May, can you hear us, and did you indeed say NBA? Yes. Okay. All right. Your cell phone is hanging on by a thread, so we'll see how this goes. But NBA, we have talked about this umpteen million times. But finally, on the national level, rumors have started to surface that Carl Anthony Towns will not be a Minnesota Timberwolf by the opening tip of next season. Finally saw it hit major websites this week. And I heard that click, so we just lost Justin May altogether. So, Steve Patosha, it's going to be you and I playing by yourself. Buy or sell that Carl Anthony Towns is a Minnesota Timberwolf at the opening tip of next season. I'm going to buy that he will be a Minnesota Timberwolf at the opening tip of next season just because it would be beneficial probably to get rid of him, so they probably won't be able to. <laughs> that makes a lot of sense. The logical <laughs> thing to do is to get rid of him so Minnesota won't do it. Um, I'm going to sell that he's on this roster at the start of the year only because i got to stick to my guns. If you remember New Year's Eve of 2022, we made predictions for the calendar year. I said Carl Anthony Towns doesn't finish 2023 as a Minnesota Timberwolf. I'm going to stick with that. I know that they've said we're going to run it back. We're going to try to get this right with the Twin Towers of Gobert and Towns. But I just don't think that there's a way to continue to build this team without some sort of draft capital. The only guy you have that's going to get it for you that would make any sense to get rid of is Carl Anthony Towns. Yeah, if they if they can get the draft capital for it. But if if you trading for picks like the the Vikings have somebody been trading like for a, picks, well, then somebody I, I like don't a Phoenix or Brooklyn it. will overdo it. Well, is my theory. Then that's great. I mean, because you've got to get like a Rudy like kind you of do. haul in to make it. Unfortunately, worthwhile. you set the precedent of what every team is going to guard against giving up. Exactly, but it's that's what you need to justify moving 
you know, cat. And I don't think cat's the answer here either. I think you know, we've talked about it, you know, until we're blue in the face, his attitude and that, that presence is probably not what this organization needs, but it can't just give a first overall pick away for nothing either. Right. It is That's as detrimental as keeping them around. I think there's so many Minnesota teams that have an individual player that's the target of Venom, but when you really step back and look at it, they're not one player away from being fixed at all. Yeah, th- there's no doubt about that. And and even uh, McDaniels, you know, I mean. That's my guy, yeah. Yeah, and, you know, hard to believe the, the brick wall stays undefeated. And, but is, I was here, you know, they were complaining why it wasn't he first, first, second, or third team all he defense. Quite because, often. He, because he fouls all yeah. the time. So, I mean, even that's not, not, uh, not golden with that team. So you're right. They're more than one piece away. Even those pieces that we think are right there, when you break it down in the analytics of today's sports, they're not. Right. Not to mention that as much as I like Mike Conley, and he was a great piece that they added, you're now leaning on a point guard that is long in the tooth to carry you a little bit. So we'll see what this team does. Long way to go. I think I'll still sell that he's on the team because getting rid of Carl Anthony Towns might help you start to piece it together. It's kind of my theory. So suddenly you're in charge, as Justin May, you know, technology wasn't his friend. We've knocked out the NBA. What's next? Let's go to the NHL. All right. So the NHL, I teased this earlier because you brought it up, just came up organically, as Corey Cove would love to say, in our conversation back when we were talking about the lottery and the playoffs. And we mentioned that, you know, let's say those leading their series get through and we have the two that have already won. So you've got Carolina, Florida, potentially Vegas and Dallas. You already said this, not exactly hockey blue bloods. Buy or sell that that's still a thing. And I guess the way to phrase it is suddenly having non-traditional hockey power cities still remaining. Buy or sell that that's bad for the game. Well, I think now the game has become so so global that, you know, a lot of a lot of people here in the state of Minnesota, their favorite team isn't the Minnesota Wild. It's the Winnipeg Jets because they've got all of them. Right. And, and you know, I've got friends who are fans of the Florida Panthers. So we got um, a friend who goes to cracking games. Yeah, that's right. Um, but friend quite honestly, and I don't care what the sport is professionally in Florida. Teams just don't have that great of a following typically. Um, and, you know, but as far as the TV, the TV stuff goes, which is where all this money is made. I know Dallas has a huge following, you know, that right. they, they've built it up long enough. They've been there long enough. Vegas. I don't know if Vegas has an actual Las Vegas following, but they do have a following outside of Vegas. Um, well, I think that, a lot of these places are who wouldn't go there to watch a game, even if they're not going to watch a home game. You watch when the Oakland Athletics get to Las Vegas, Las Vegas for me, been there many times. You give me a pool, you give me a show and you give me a casino, and I'm set. You're going to throw my favorite sport to the four majors in there as something I can go do? I'm going to an Oakland game in Vegas. Yep. Hopefully they're playing the Twins, but I'm going anyway. Why wouldn't you? I I wonder, though, is, so it's got to be a dome stadium in Vegas, right? Because you're not playing you're in gonna 100, roast. 120 right. degrees, right? So um, that's the only thing in, it, out there with baseball. I just There's so much to do in Las Vegas. If you're going to go inside, is it going to be to sit and watch baseball? Right. I don't I How don't many know. day games are they going to play because it is so hot? Right. Uh, yeah, so uh, traditional markets, I don't know if they apply so much anymore. I mean, we've all been shrunk so much with our smartphones and our computers right. and our tablets. And So back to the NHL where this stemmed from, good or bad, buy or sell, because I, I think it's just a tired notion. I get it that, you know, seeing Edmonton and Chicago and Toronto and even Minnesota, and, you know, you can even go to California and say, well, the LA Kings have been around long enough. I'd rather see them still around. The traditional powers aren't there, but do we care anymore? Is that just something for get off my lawn guys to get just as ticked off about? 
Yeah, I mean, outside of the original six when it comes to hockey. Yeah, you know, so tired. Yeah, it's 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 come and gone, that's for sure. I agree. So I'm going to sell the notion, but I guarantee you, depending upon who advances, we're going to hear it again and again and again and again. It's an easy storyline. If we brought this up in Canada, the reaction would be much different because and, they're and, never involved at the end right. anymore. And for me, that's my biggest thing for uh, the, the Canadian fans. You know, they've lost their game in right. a lot of ways. Right. So, you know, do I want to see an Edmonton win for that? Yeah, I do. I, I would like to see those guys get, get their love a little bit. All right. So NBA and NHL are knocked out. NFL and Major League Baseball, two probably biggest storylines of the week between the schedule release and then, of course, having a first-place team in the hometown nine. We got those two left. Let's talk NFL. All right, NFL. I could have brought this up to begin the show, and I'm interested in your take, even though we had a blast with it for borderline half an hour. Those are Steve Potosha-type segments. So buy or sell that the NFL schedule release is an overrated event. Oh, it's a 100% overrated event, but... It's still the NFL, and it's still going to continue to to draw eyeballs to look yep. at it, and people like me who get you know silly listen over it. The great part oh, I is I got ridiculously the, excited. The first segment was completely planned. Loved it. Uh, the one the one thing I do I do appreciate though that it, they've kind of allowed it to happen. You know, it's it's not locked in the vault. You know, we start to see it leaked throughout the day so it's it's kind of a fun day you know and you're not sitting around all day waiting for some jokers you know on a see tv now, screen finally how many shows have you been on you think a dozen at least oh, at least yeah probably 20 right for the first time we finally have a solid disagreement because everything that you're saying i understand completely now i'm gonna buy that it's 100 overrated and i'm gonna buy what you said it still draws plenty of eyeballs plenty of attention we just did a segment on it didn't know that the show before us was going to end their show doing the same thing. So it was basically 45 minutes of, of pretty much the same radio, except for if I'm ever like Dave Sinekin, I'm not going to like myself very much. But at the same time, I don't like all the leaks. If you're going to make a TV show about it and spend hours analyzing it and whatnot, unveil it then. I mean, I get excited about the NFL schedule release. I give you guys a bunch of grief about how excited you get about the NFL draft because it's not my thing. Can you imagine if the roles were reversed? Well, I already know that this team picked this guy at one and this team picked this guy at 18 because it got tweeted 12 hours ago. Well, and it kind of has on it and the NFL's kind of shut the same that down. Level. Not, not, uh, right. Not hours in advance, right. but I mean, you were finding out who was getting picked five minutes before the actual right. pick the, was in. But the Vikings were picking 21st and we were texting with the clock at 40 seconds. Can you imagine if it was like, well, our buddy Chris Long, who used to be at KLH is now at KSTP, had it at 205 that they were taking you know, whoever they were taking, even though we had five guys possible in the live event. Yeah, I, I get that. I just think that there's so many teams with all the different games that they play that it's kind of nice to be able to talk it, talk through the whole schedule and, right. and break it down. I'm just the saying, day. If, if you would have seen Jordan Addison at 1 30 in the afternoon, it would have sucked. Well, just and the schedule has become that. That's what I mean, though. <laughs> if, if you're into the schedule release, that part sucks. Yeah, but I mean, the schedule is one one game, you know, one season. You know, your draft is what's going to affect your team for the next several years. Well, the upside to both is, is if you just let it leak on both, you could eliminate several hours on each event. That's true. All right, so Major League Baseball is left, and wow, buy or sell went a little long. It's amazing what happens when the guy that actually does it isn't able to stay on the phone line. But so for the Major League Baseball buy or sell I wrestled with this one for a while because Dick Bramer and Justin Morneau brought it up a number of times. So the minor leagues have adapted the challenge system for balls and strikes. They say it's coming to Major League Baseball at some point. Buy or sell, that's a good idea. I sell it. I think even even the idea of computer umpires kind right? of just, there's certain amount of the human error that just should be in there. And, and 
you know, they've done a great job of speeding up baseball now with the, the pitch clocks and, and in between innings and all that. And, and things are going in the right direction with baseball. And now you want to start challenging balls right. and strikes. I mean, come on. Now, listen, we've all if you're seen, worried about pace of play. You're going to slow it right back down again. We've all seen the uh, Eric Gregg calls and the Angel, Angel Hernandez calls where yep. it's like that. That was if someone was in the other batter's box, that would have hit him, let alone right. be a strike. Right. So, I mean, I get it. So maybe for those blatant ones, but how do you differentiate it to me? The, the negative that comes from challenging balls and strikes way outweighs that handful of balls and strike calls throughout Oh, and how year. can you do that when every manager in Major League Baseball has been thrown out at least a half dozen times or more for doing what it's known you can't do, arguing balls and strikes? Now, I know you're going to eliminate that, but how many challenges is a good number? We see how many calls are blown. Are you going to wait till well, it's a big at bat in the seventh, even though that was three feet outside in the second as well? How are they going to do it if they bring it in? You can only talk to your pitcher five times in a game, but right. you can challenge 15 balls and strike calls. I mean, come on. What are, we, what, what are we doing here? So I'm going to sell it as well, but hear me out on what my thought is, and, and I want to know if this is too crazy. If you want to get rid of the need for it, I would take the box off the TV broadcast because I don't know what the players think, and the players have a different perspective in the at-bat. You know, they have fractions of a second to pick up what pitch they think it is and, and swing or not swing, what have you. Well, the fans were staring at it. And we see the box, and then we see the circle of where the ball crosses the plate, and we see, well, that's a foot high, or that's three feet outside, or, and we go, that's a terrible call. Now, Dave Cook sent me a YouTube video of old Ricky Henderson highlights earlier this week, and it didn't have the box on the screen. And Ricky Henderson drew a walk in a playoff game where I looked at two or three of those pitches and went, today's game, I think he's out. But it's more debatable when there's not a box that you're taking as gospel as we are watching it now. No doubt about it. I mean, we loved the box when it came in because there was yeah. actually accountability yes. to those umpires, but right? But was there. But Well, right. And But you're right. It's just one more thing for, you know, lack of a better term, people to whine about. And so get it out of there. It, it's not important. It doesn't make the game any better. And if, if the, the, the clubs need it, I'm sure they will have no problem finding a way to put it onto their feeds, you know? So, yeah, I'm, I, I sell it. Get it out of there. Absolutely agree. Bumping out with Take the Long Way Home. We wish Justin May very safe travels home from Canada. We lost him at some point. Hopefully he's not lost at all. Don't be lost buying or selling in the housing market. Give him a call. He's our realtor at Messina and Associates. You can reach him at 218-310-9559. Drawing lines courtesy of Roll Architecture Studio. Next to close the show, it's Mother's Day tomorrow. A little tribute to mom when we come back. Stick around. Be right back. I haven't been downtown clubbing in years. If you come going to tavern for brunch after the show, that's going to be my weekend version of clubbing. Welcome back to the Northland Sports Page. Brian Prudhomme, Steve Potosha closing the show with drawing lines courtesy of Aurora Architecture Studio. Aurora Architecture Studio, of course, our original sponsor, the OG here on the Northland Sports Page. It is Mother's Day weekend. That song, believe it or not, because the lyrics wouldn't tell you, but it is called Hey Ma. So we're going to do a little tribute to mom for Mother's Day. You and I talked about this, Steve, earlier in the week. We said we'll keep it simple. Just best sports memories that involve your mom. Now, you were an athlete for a very long time, so it was probably mom carting you to practices, games. Probably starts there, is there more? Oh, yeah, so much. I always joke, you know, you hear the stories of crazy hockey dads, you know, and, you know, getting coached in the car on the way home and whatnot. Yeah. I did not have a crazy hockey dad. I was blessed with a, uh, a dad that played basketball, so he didn't in, in, in push so a whole lot So of, it's his fault that I almost wore my driveway the first time <laughs> I met right. you. So I, I didn't get a whole lot of uh, you should have done this after the game from my dad. However, my mom was a hockey fanatic, and that's where I get it from. And so I had a crazy hockey mom, but never, 
never in a bad way. She was, uh, yeah, of course, you know, driving you to everything and right. the spaghetti dinners to feed teams. And, and I mean, she still to this day is probably the, I was going to say, is she still that mom now that you're a head hockey coach? Yeah. I mean, it doesn't, it doesn't stop. And it's, uh, yeah, I couldn't be more grateful for, for my mom and, and my dad, but my mom, you know, this weekend for sure. So, yeah. um, one of my greatest memories with her, um, playing two weeks up in a tournament in Vancouver, uh, I flew up with the team and she and another mom drove. Um, there was a family accident with the other family. And so that mom had to fly home. And so I drove home with my mom from Vancouver instead of flying home with the team. Cause who's going to send their mom sure. home on the car, car ride home. Right. And uh, so that was, that was four days of learning how to shuffle the car, shuffle of deck of cards, sit next to my mom in the minivan. And uh, it was, we stopped at a lot of state parks on the way home and, and it was it was a, it was a trip I'll never forget, and it was uh, pretty special for sure. It's interesting because for me, obviously, the perspective is different. Never played sports at a high level, been a broadcaster at many levels. We talk about how far technology's come. My mom used to be the one responsible for making sure that I had just about every recording I could ever want of any play-by-play I ever did. Dad went to every game. Mom went to a bunch, but there were plenty of nights, especially when I was the play-by-play guy for Bulldog basketball, where mom was the one who offered to sit home and make sure the tape recorder, yes, tape recorder, was working properly so I could have every broadcast when I got home and critique myself because even though my wife says, I don't know how you listen to this show back so many times, I still believe as a broadcaster that is the only way you get better. And my mom was a big part of how I hoped to get better as a broadcaster. In athletics or in games, you mentioned, you know, you were a Duluth East athlete, now a Duluth East coach. Everything about me that is Duluth East stems from my mom. My dad went to Duluth Cathedral, now Duluth Marshall. My mom was East Class of 68. Most kids learn the alphabet song or Twinkle Twinkle Little Star. I'm pretty sure I knew East High Ra 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 with a Sis Boom Ba before I was about five. And that is 100% my mother. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, I, uh, I think about, uh, well, other thing I think about when I think about my mom in sports, you know, you can imagine my dad, not a hockey guy, right. with three boys playing hockey. And, you know, the cost and how much, you know, working he had to do to pay for us to play hockey. Um, you can imagine how much hockey he wanted to watch on his off times. And so if there was ever a Friday or Saturday night and me or my brothers were getting home a little bit later, my mom would make sure to have the hockey game on the TV for us right. when we got home. So my dad didn't change it on us so that we would be able to come in and watch. So she was always looking out for us to make sure we got enough hockey. That's for sure. Absolutely. I think athletically speaking, I got a lot of my skills and a lot of my practice from playing with my dad. Obviously, Having cerebral palsy for me limited my athletic ability, but my dad did most of the things to make it possible for me to try to play a lot of sports. But maybe I got more from my mom than I thought because I have memories of playing slow pitch softball on Sunday nights in family games at Portman. My mom and I both were catchers. You just never know what I maybe got from my mom. Another sport that I played with a cousin of yours was I played a lot of wheelchair basketball. And one memory I'll always have of my mom is her underestimating just how long my arms are. My lower body doesn't do much for me. My upper body helps me out a lot. Not often when you're playing a game do you necessarily hear things that your parents are saying. There was a pass that an opponent made trying to get to an open teammate. And I heard my mom go, oh, no, that's over his head. And I heard my dad go, no, it isn't. And I picked it off, and I looked at my mom and just smiled. And for some reason, that stuck with me forever. I'm five foot six with about a 6'3 wingspan. She probably doesn't remember that, but I do. 
That's awesome. I, it, 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 and you know, those, those things that you hear growing up as a kid, you know, I think of, you know, not just my mom, I think of, you know, when you're playing in these, on these teams and you spend so much time together, you essentially have 14, 15, 16 moms, moms. you know what yep. I mean? And, and I think back of the, the, the crew of moms, you know, the Lynn Zimskis and the Mary Pharaohs, um, that, sat and, and cheered us on growing up as Something kids. Something about goalie and moms, I guess, between I guess. Nate's moms and Chris's moms. <laughs> yeah. And just, you know, just that whole, that support that we got from those hockey moms. And, and it was, it was amazing. They were just wonderful women that looked yeah. out for us and, and treated us all like their own kids. And is we're pretty blessed on how we were able to grow up. That's for sure. I think that's a great point because you talk about, you know, you get on a team and there's a series of moms. Well, I was always a student manager and I say just a student manager, heavy on the air quotes because it's very involved no matter what the title sounds like. And my mom, you know, you have other teammates, players, moms. My mom got right in that. Forget the fact that her kid was a student manager. East basketball remembers my mom for a reason. <laughs> no doubt that the passion doesn't, it comes from somewhere. So, well, and you'll love the fact that even in the right years when Paul O'Neill was part of it, it was my mom that helped make me a Yankee fan, at least when he was wearing those pinstripes. Granted, your mom it, is clearly a genius and clearly where you get your brains because she's a Yankees fan. So, well, you know, I was going to say there. perhaps my genius is fading because my Yankee fandom certainly did. But since my dad passed away eight years ago, my mom has been the number one fan of this show. And I am beyond appreciative of that without question. So I want to thank her for that. It's a big day for all the moms tomorrow. Have the greatest of Mother's Day. Of course, we talk about mom. You've also got a wife who's a mom. You got to spoil her tomorrow, too. Absolutely. Uh, you know, the mom, mom's galore. So, and I've got a daughter who's about to be a mom yes. in July. So it's, uh, yeah, there's very, very strong mom this, this time of year for me. That's for sure. Absolutely. As so many athletes do when they get on camera, especially during the state hockey tournament, everybody gets there and yells, hi, mom. I'm going to close the show this time by saying, bye, mom. Thanks for listening again. Thank you to our guests. Thank you to our sponsors. Thank you to my guest host who's suddenly taken over that chair. Steve Patosha has been fun again. Yeah. Thanks for having me. And, and I love you, mom. Absolutely. I love you as well, Mom. And I love Steve's mom, if I'm being honest. We are the Northland Sports Page. We'll be back next weekend. Have a good one. Happy Mother's Day tomorrow, everybody. See you later.